You've discovered TalkZone.com, the best in Internet talk radio. TalkZone.com. Now, InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Are white kids any healthier, safer, or economically better off than black or Hispanic children? A recent study, one you might not have heard about, found some surprising trends. With the story, here's InfoTrack's Roy Mackey. Roy? Thank you, Chris. Donald Hernandez is a sociology professor at the University at Albany, State University of New York, and he is the co-author of a study that looked at child development in America. Professor Hernandez, welcome to InfoTrack. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Your study explored several different areas of child welfare, so why don't you just start by telling us what you were looking at? Well, our research was based on the Index of Child Well-Being, which is the work of the Foundation for Child Development. And what this index does is to provide an overall measure of the quality of life for American children. And what we did was to calculate results separately for blacks, Hispanics, and whites. Not surprisingly, we found that the overall quality of life is substantially lower for blacks and Hispanics than it is for whites. We were surprised to find, however, that the gap separating blacks from whites and the gap separating Hispanics from whites narrowed enormously during the 19 to 20 years between 1985 and 2004. This narrowing of the gaps occurred because blacks and Hispanics experienced greater improvements than whites. So all three groups experienced overall improvements in the quality of life, but the improvements were greater for blacks and for Hispanics. I think some of the results of your study were pretty unexpected, so maybe you can just talk about some of those big surprises in the categories you studied. The biggest improvements that we found were in the areas of family, economic well-being, health, and safety. In the economic area, both blacks and whites experienced improvements in poverty and in secure parental employment, and those improvements were larger than for whites. Secure parental employment was defined as having at least one parent who's working full-time year-round, so that was very good news. We also found that for all three groups, there were increases in health insurance coverage, and these followed the passage of the state children's health insurance program by the federal government. Hispanics experienced the fastest and the biggest increases, and so they narrowed the gaps with whites by about one-third. Another very interesting statistic is an 80% drop in serious crimes by black youths ages 12 through 17. Yes, in the areas of safety and health, we found that the difference between blacks and whites in committing serious crimes was large in 1985, as you indicated, but the difference was nearly eliminated by 2004. We found a similar trend for Hispanics with regard to a different measure. Hispanics in 1985 were much more likely to be victims of crimes than whites, but by 2004, Hispanics were actually less likely than whites to be crime victims. Dr. Hernandez, I know your study looked at health in general for minority children and their white counterparts. Maybe you can talk for a moment about illicit drugs and the trends you're seeing there. This is an area where these facts have been known for some time, but I think they're not widely known. Throughout the period that we studied, blacks and Hispanics were actually less likely than whites to use illicit drugs, to smoke cigarettes, or to drink alcohol. And the black and Hispanic advantages in drug and cigarette use actually expanded during the period we were looking at. Another indicator is suicide rates, and what the data show is that black and Hispanic continue to have lower suicide rates than white children. 
Our guest on InfoTrack is Donald Hernandez. He is a sociology professor at the University of Albany State University of New York and the co-author of a study that looked at child development in America, comparing the progress of white children to those of minority children. Dr. Hernandez, this study certainly has some interesting statistics, and they very much play against stereotypes that I think a lot of people have. Do you have any indication in this survey what some of the underlying reasons are that the results are so much different than the stereotypes? Well, I think the stereotypes that many people have about minorities, about blacks and Hispanics, have been long-standing, and they were at various points in time, and for certain indicators, certainly held true. As I said earlier, the poverty rates for children, Hispanics and black children, for example, are higher than they are for white children. But I think when these changes occur that are positive or beneficial or in areas where minorities are actually doing better, we as a society just don't seem to pay attention to those as much as we do to the bad news. You also looked at education, and I understand that was kind of a mixed bag in the results. That's right. Education provides a much more mixed picture of the situation with regard to these three large groups of children. Indicators of preschool enrollment increased for all groups, but the increases were larger for blacks and Hispanics. As a result, by 2004, blacks had reached enrollment rates in pre-K that were identical to whites. Meanwhile, the Hispanic and white gap narrowed by about one-third. The Head Start program deserves a lot of credit for these improvements, but also many states across the U.S. are expanding their public pre-kindergarten programs, and those clearly have also played an important role. That's the good news. The not-so-good news is that there was little change in math test scores and in reading test scores for any of the groups that we've studied over the period that we looked at, and so the gaps remained largely unchanged, and those are gaps which are to the disadvantage of Hispanics and blacks. At the other end of the educational process, the proportion completing a bachelor's degree increased for both blacks and whites, but the gap actually expanded slightly because the improvements whites experienced were greater than the improvements experienced by blacks. Meanwhile, there was essentially no change for Hispanics in the proportion completing the BA, so the gap separating Hispanics and whites increased substantially. So there really is a very mixed picture. We have some good news, we have some bad news in the area of education. And of course, education is important because it's a key means by which children can hope to improve their situation as they enter adulthood. Any other particular surprises in your study? We also calculated some projections based on past trends into the future. What we found was surprising. Assuming that black and Hispanic children continue to make the advances they made between the early 1990s and 2004, black children would actually reach parity with white children in 18 years, while Hispanics would reach parity with whites in only 14 years. However, when we look at longer-term trends from 1985, which was the beginning of our study, through 2004, convergence would require more than five decades for blacks, 54 years, and it would require more than four decades for Hispanics at 43 years. Well, that's certainly both encouraging and sad at the same time, those sorts of timelines to try to accomplish true equality. So I guess what you're saying basically is there is a long way to go. That's right. We can't just stand on our laurels here. If we want these improvements to continue, it's probably going to require increasing investments in our children. Very interesting study. Donald Hernandez, sociology professor at the University at Albany State University of New York, co-author of a study that looked at child development in America. Thanks for joining us on InfoTrack. Thank you very much. For InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.